Let's begin. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to this week's episode of Benny in the Booth podcast. On this week's podcast, we got the Sweet 16 and Elite 8 rounds to recap with predictions for the Final Four and every case scenario of what could be for the National Championship game. Big MLB news, NFL news has popped up, and NBA Weekly Recap and more are coming up. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to this week's episode of Benny in the Booth Podcast, episode 26. Thank you so much for the support to this point. Uh, obviously, this week, other than just the podcast, uh, Thursday is the early access MLB The Show opening night stream for getting to the 75 to 100 subscriber range I was hoping for. Uh, by the deadline, that will be uh, starting Thursday. March 31st, I plan to start probably around 11.45, uh, Don't know what time it's going to go till, but I'm sure you can start around then. Uh, so, keep your, so keep your notifications on or keep your, an eye out on YouTube or uh, other platforms for when I go live. So you could join in. Uh, when I start, and if you are new here and you're not subscribed, subscribe to the channel and put the notification bell on so you're notified when I go live, especially with that stream coming up on Thursday, and or post a video in general. Uh, and it's good to be back in the normal background, especially with uh, good Wi-Fi this time. Hopefully won't have, or not, oh yeah, um, but good to be back in regular setup. So let's get into it. MLB news, there hasn't been a lot necessarily since we last left off, but (laughs) with baseball, but there actually has been a few big news uh, with baseball. I'm going to start honestly with the biggest news. Albert Pujols decided he's going back to St. Louis on a one-year $2.5 million deal. And along with that, announced this is his last year. Which, I think it makes sense he wants to retire as a Cardinal. And I think this is really going to be... I think this is his shot to hit 700. He is at 679. uh, Pretty much 21 homers away from 700. I think they got to let him get 700. And even if he does get it this year... I bet he'll even come back a few games just to get 700. He has to end with 700 at least. Uh, even as much as I've hated him in the past as a Cubs fan because of what he's done to the Cubs, uh, great career and deserves to retire as a Cardinal. Uh, will be remembered a lot mostly as a Cardinal for the good parts, bad parts more of the Angels, but good parts will be with the Cardinals. And uh, so, yeah. If you ever got an opportunity to go to a Cardinals game this year, might be worth it because he's on his chase for 721 away. And I think I'm hoping he'll get it this year, and I think he can. Uh, it could be it might take him an extra year, bit extra few games, but I think he'll get it no matter how long it takes him, uh, whether it happens this year or not. But 
he has announced it's his last run, and that also is kind of fitting because him and Molina and potentially Wainwright are all on their last seasons all together with the Cardinals this year, which is going to make Cardinals very interesting. Uh, and I will note, if you're in Florida for uh, pay, for uh, Pesach, the Cardinals actually come to my go to Miami. I was looking this up actually for certain reasons on my own, and I, they come to Miami uh, during uh, like mid late April. So if you're looking to try to catch Cardinals in this season, uh, they're and you're gonna be in Miami in that stretch, maybe look at tickets because with Marlins tickets you could probably find something pretty good. Uh, but honestly, with it being Pulos's last run, you may want to grab it sooner than later uh, because they're probably going to get more pricey with it being him and Molina's last year. Even if Pulos is to play every game, you're still going to have Molina pretty much every game who's on his last run as well. Uh, other MLB news that's happened since we last talked. Uh, Trevor Story... Deciding to go to Boston on a six-year deal, a uh, big boost to their lineup. He's going to end up playing second base, um, which is an interesting decision, but understandable. Michael Givens signed with the Cubs on a one-year deal. Zach Davies going from the Cubs on a, signing with the Arizona Diamondbacks on a one-year deal. Uh, Steven Vogt, who was with Atlanta for a bit, is going back to Oakland on a one-year deal. Sergio Romo signing with the Mariners on a one-year deal. Brian Shaw staying with the Indians on a one-year deal. Tommy Pham signing with the Reds on a one-year deal. Jed Lowry staying with Oakland on a one-year deal. Uh, Chris Archer literally yesterday signing a one-year deal to with the Minnesota Twins. And that's pretty much all the big news that's happened uh, since the last episode. Not as much. There's not really much free agents left. Uh, obviously, Conforto's still left. Oh, yeah, and also, um, uh, Adam Hazley of the Phillies was traded to the White Sox uh, for a uh, pitching prospect because Andrew Vaughn got hurt and will be out for some time. So that's the replacement temporarily. Plus, anyways, Vaughn's by liability defensively in the outfield. So we'll see what happens. But honestly, interesting signing. And what's funny about it, is literally the day before it came out that, like, LaRusso, the manager of the uh, White Sox and also former manager of the St. Louis Cardinals, was like, we're not getting any outfielder outside of the organization. We're going to rely, we're gonna focus on the ones that we have. And then they end up trading for Hazley. So that was uh, interesting to see it happen. That's MLB pretty much to this point, up to date. Uh, spring training's obviously going on. There have been, I will say, like, and I'm not going to speak much of spring training because I don't care as much, really. But one thing I will say, there have been some crazy games. The Cubs uh, last week, or maybe it was early this week, either way, had a game where they were down 10-4 at one point, came all the way back to win, I think it was like 11-10 or 11-10, or 14-11 or something. Uh, but there have been some crazy scoring games in spring training. And I know it's spring training, but even for spring training, like, this amount of runs teams have been putting up in certain games is just kind of like out the roof crazy. It's probably not going to mean anything towards the regular season, but it's just kind of crazy to see. It's like you hard, you hardly ever see that, especially with how many there have been this year in spring training. 
So NFL news since we last left off. There's been a more bit more in the NFL uh, recently. Not much, but a bit more than baseball, definitely. Uh, Jameson Crowder signing with the Bills on a one-year deal with up to $4 million. Let's see. Raheem Mostert signing with the Dolphins on a one-year worth $3.125 million. Uh, Alec Ingolds, who's a fullback, signing a two-year deal worth up to $7.5 million with the Dolphins. Oh, yeah. Taron Armstead signing a five-year deal worth $75 million. That has a max value of $87.5 million with the Dolphins. Manuel Ogba re-signing with the Dolphins on a four-year $65.4 million deal that will pay him $32.7 million over the first two years. Uh, let's see what else. Trent Brown re-signing with Patriots on a two-year $22 million deal. That includes $4 million guaranteed. Malcolm Butler signing a two-year deal with the Patriots, so he's going back. Jabril Peppers today signing a one-year deal with the Patriots. Greg Zerline signed with the Jets. Patrick Card signing a three-year deal with the Ravens. The Browns, uh, what's it called? They get, they got um, like a center from the Seahawks on like a small deal, and they're working to bring back Landry. Apparently, that could be close to happening, and still trying to bring back Clowney. If possible, we'll see if either of those happen. Uh, oh yeah, Evan Ingram signing with the Jaguars on a one-year deal. Let's see. Oh, I didn't even realize this. Josh Johnson signing a one-year deal with Denver to be a backup. Chan Henney re-signing with the Chiefs on a one-year $2 million deal. Ronald Jones signing with the Chiefs on a one-year worth up to $5 million. Marquez Valdez-Scantling also leaving the Packers like Devontae Adams, but in free agency, signing a three-year, $3 million deal that has a max value of $36 million uh, with Kansas City. Frank Clark signed a new two-year, $29 million deal that has a max value of $36 million with incentives. Hmm. That's pretty much it for AFC, NFC. They the Cowboys brought back Leonard Vanderash on a one year deal. Oh, 
Oh, yeah, the Bears uh, signed Trevor Simeon to a two-year, $4 million deal that has a max value of $5 million. Yeah, so not really. That's relatively it, even for football. It's not much news this week, but a few headlines here and there. Um, but that's MLB and NFL news uh, as of right now. <laughs> so that's for NFL. March Madness, Sweet 16 results. In the West, Sweet 16, we started off in the West side of the bracket. Gonzaga once again not being able to even get to make much of a run as they fall in the Sweet 16 to the number four seed Arkansas 74-68, and also in the west in the west side of the in the west region, number two Duke beat number three Texas Tech 78-73. In the east east region, number eight seed North Carolina beat the four seed UCLA 73-66. And number 15 seed St. Peter's kept their season alive at least one more round, being Purdue 67-63-64, Purdue being the three seed. In the South region, number five seed Houston beat number one seed Arizona 72-60. And number two seed Villanova beat an 11 seed Michigan 63-55. In the Midwest region, number one Kansas beat number four Providence 66-61. And Miami, Florida's 10 seed beat an 11 seed Iowa State 70-56. Which this is Miami's first time in the Elite Eight ever. Uh, that's it for this Elite Eight recap. Uh, with my predictions I made last week, I ended up going four and four. And for the podcast predictions of rounds, I am thirty and fourteen. And then Elite Eight, which is just one matchup in each region, regional finals basically. Number two Duke beat number four Arkansas seventy eight sixty nine for the West region, and Duke's in the final four, continuing their run. The East Region, 8th seed North Carolina beat 15th seed St. Peter's, ending St. Peter's' miraculous Cinderella run, 69 to 49, which it was just utter domination by North Carolina from beginning to end. In the South Region, number two seed Villanova beat number five seed Houston, 50 to 44. And the last game in the Elite Eight, number one seed Kansas beat number 10 seed Miami, Florida, 76 50. First half being all Miami, second half being all Kansas. As Kansas won that game. And that is the recap from the last two rounds. So now for this week's predictions, I'm going to give Final Four, obviously. And I'm also going to give predictions for every single case scenario that's possible for the national championship game. Um, just to make it easier. So, And also, like, why I do this round compared to other rounds is because this round, there's, like, only four different possibilities. Versus all the other rounds, there's like a plethora of possibilities within uh, each set. So, for my final four predictions, which all the games will be on April 2nd in the Caesars Superdome. Well, both the final four in the championship game will be in the Caesars Superdome in New Orleans, Louisiana. Uh, the final four being both on April Saturday, this Saturday, April 2nd, and the Natty game being on Monday, April 4th. Uh, in one the first matchup being number two seed from the South Villanova against number one seed in the Midwest Kansas. That game will start at six oh nine p.m. and that will be on TBS. 
I have Kansas winning this game. And then the other game will be the two seed from the West Duke versus the eighth seed from the East North Carolina. That game will be on 849, also on TBS. All these games basically are on TBS for the rest of the tournament. I have Duke winning that game. So once again, I have Kansas and Duke for the national championship. But obviously, I'm going to give predictions for every case scenario possible. And I'm going to say something before I finish uh, my predictions because this is something I do want to know when I was making predictions. Um, it was kind of tough with Duke because on one hand, I wanted to pick Duke and I ended up having them if they make it to the championship, no matter what, spoiler. But because it was, it's like Coach K's final run, it'd be a fitting end for him to end with a national championship. But on the other hand, my hesitancy was Duke's history in the bracket where they just find these ways to choke somewhere down the line, whether it's rounds before, round before, or in the national championship game. They haven't won it since 2015, and I was just, like, hesitant. But at the end of the day, I was like, I think they got to do it for Coach K. So if they're in it, and I'll go over the case scenarios, for Duke, if Duke's in it, which it would either be against number one from the Midwest, Kansas, or against number two seed from the South Villanova, I have them winning either way. The other possible case scenarios is Midwest number one seed from Midwest Kansas against the eighth seed from the East North Carolina. I have Kansas winning in that case scenario. And two seed from the South Villanova against the eighth seed from the East North Carolina. I have Villanova winning in that one. Those are my predictions for the Final Four and the Natty game. I will tally up my record from those predictions. Either way, that recap will come next week. Um which will probably end up being a separate uh, video because next week I am hoping to have a guest to help preview the Cubs Brewer series because baseball is literally next week. We're having baseball next week, which is crazy to even be saying. I don't have a further update. He hasn't confirmed with me, but hopefully Thursday night, if I'm lucky, I'll be able to give a firm answer whether he'll be coming or not. Um, but hopefully sooner or later, but I am hoping if it's, Either way, I'm hope it, it should be a good guest. It's gonna be a good guest. I'm very excited, and I cannot wait. Even as a Cubs fan, because at the end of the day, it's more of just like being able to have guests to help preview these kind of matchups is kind of like fun that you're not just getting my like fan side biasy, but you're also getting another perspective on it. So, and that's it for March Madness. We'll see how it recap comes out. Let me know in the comments and live chat what your predictions are. Whether it's the Final Four or the National Championship, who are you riding for the to win it all? Who are you riding for win the Final Four games? Let me know in the live chat and in the comments down below. I'm open to hear. Do you agree with my calls? Do you have different views? Where do you agree? Where do you differ? Let me know. So, last thing on topic is the NBA Weekly Recap. Um, so Orlando in this time period. Went one and three, which started on Tuesday last Tuesday, uh, winning against the Golden State Warriors 94-90 at home, losing on Wednesday at OKC 118-102, losing on Saturday at home against the Sacramento Kings 114-110 in overtime, and losing on Monday at the Cavs one yesterday 107-101. The Hawks in this time period went three and one, winning on Tuesday at the Knicks 117-111, which included a trade. Young buzzer beater to end, I think it was the first quarter. Losing on Wednesday at Detroit, 122-101. Uh, 
winning on Friday at home against the Golden State Warriors, 121-110, and then winning on Monday at winning yesterday at Indiana, 132-123. The next in this time period went 4-1, losing on Tuesday at home against the Hawks, 117-111, winning on Wednesday at the Hornets, 121-106, winning on Friday at the Miami Heat, 111-103, winning on Sunday at the Pistons, 104-102, and then winning yesterday at home against the Bulls, 109-104. The Bulls in this time period, speaking of the Bulls, went 1-3, Losing on Tuesday at Milwaukee, 126-98. Losing on Thursday at the Pelicans. They had a lead and blew it, 126-109. Winning on Saturday at Cleveland, 98-94. And then, as I just said before, losing at the Knicks yesterday, 109-104, which, again, had lead, blew it, got down big. A lot of their story has been is, like, if they're down big at certain points, it's kind of, like, already guaranteed, like, practically over. Like, They've gone down big and just hardly ever come back. And I just kind of like at this point, like, like if they're down like double digits or big double digits at that point, I'm just like, okay, next move on. That's practically what it's been. We'll see if uh, maybe that changes between now and the playoffs. Anyways, Milwaukee in this time period went two and one winning on Tuesday at home against the Bulls, 126, 98. Winning on Thursday at home against the Wizards, 114-102. Losing on Saturday at the Grizzlies, 127-102. Hornets in this time period went 1-2, losing on a Wednesday at home against Knicks, 121-106. Winning on Sunday at Brooklyn, 119-110. And losing on Monday at home against the Denver Nuggets, 113-109. The Pistons in this time period went 2-1, winning on Wednesday at home against the Atlanta Hawks, 122-101. Winning on Friday at home against the Jazz, 107-101. Losing on Sunday at home against the Knicks, 104-102. The Pacers in this time frame went 0-4. Losing on Wednesday at home against the Kings, 110-109. Losing on Thursday at the Grizzlies, 133-103. Losing on Friday at home against the Wizards, 197. And losing yesterday at home against the Atlanta Hawks, 132-123. The Celtics in this time frame went 2-1. Winning on Wednesday at home against Utah Jazz, 125-97. Winning on Sunday at home against the Timberwolves, 134-112. And losing yesterday at Toronto, 115-112 in overtime. Miami in the time frame, 1-3. Losing on Wednesday at home against the Golden State Warriors, 118-104. Losing on Friday at home against the New York Knicks, 111-103. Losing on Saturday at home against the Brooklyn Nets, 110-95. And winning yesterday at home against Sacramento Kings, 123-100. The Brooklyn Nets in this time period went 1-2, losing on Wednesday at Memphis, 132-120. Winning on Saturday at Miami, 110-95. Losing on Sunday at home against the Charlotte Bob Charlotte Hornets, almost said Bobcats. At home against Charlotte Hornets, 119-110. Philly in this time frame went 2-2, two two, winning on Wednesday at the Lakers, 126-121. Winning on Friday at the Clippers, 122-97. Losing on Saturday at the Raptors, 131-91. Losing on Sunday at the Suns, 114-104. The Cavs in this time frame went 1-2, losing on Thursday at Toronto, 117-104. Losing on Saturday 
at home against the Bulls, one at 98-94, and winning on yesterday against the Magic at home, 107-101. The Raptors in this time frame went 3-0, winning on Thursday at home against Cavs, 117-104, winning on Saturday at home against Pacers, 131-91, and winning yesterday at home against the Boston Celtics, 115-112 in overtime. And the last team in the East for this weekly recap, the Wizards this time frame went 2-1, losing at home, at Milwaukee on Thursday, 114-102. Losing, winning on Friday at Detroit, 197. Winning on Sunday at home against the Golden State Warriors, 123-115. That's a recap, weekly recap for the East. For the Western Conference, the Warriors in this time frame went 1-4. Losing on Tuesday at Orlando, 94-90. Winning on Wednesday at the Heat, 118-104. Losing on Friday at the Hawks, 121-110. Losing on Sunday at the Wizards 123-115, and yesterday losing at Memphis 123-95, where they were dominated a lot, if not pretty much the whole game. One second here. The Clippers in this time frame went 2-1, losing on Tuesday at Denver 127-115, winning on Friday at home against Philly 122-97. Oh, yeah, and... Oh, just one, one. Whoops. I'm could be I'm missing a game. Hmm. I don't know, but yeah, that's for the Clippers to one and one, not two and one. Uh, the Nuggets in the time frame went three and one, winning on Tuesday at home against Clippers, one twenty-seven, one fifteen, losing at home against Phoenix, one forty, one thirty. Winning on Saturday at home against the Thunder, 113-107. And winning yesterday at the Hornets, 113-109. The Kings in this time period went 2-1, winning on Wednesday at Indiana, 110-109. Winning on Saturday at Orlando, 114-110 in overtime. And losing yesterday at Miami, 123-100. Utah in this time period went 0-3. Losing on Wednesday at Boston, 125-97. Losing on Friday at Charlotte, 107-101. Losing on Sunday at Dallas, 114-100. Memphis in this time period went 4-0. Winning on Wednesday at home against the Nets, 132-120. Winning on Thursday at home against the Pacers, 133-103. Winning on Saturday at home against the Milwaukee Bucks, 127-102. And went... Winning at home against Golden State Warriors, 123.95. The Phoenix Suns this time period went 3-0, winning on Wednesday at home at Minnesota, 125-116. Winning on Thursday at Denver, 140-130. And winning on Sunday at home against the Philly, Philly against Philly, 114-104. The Timberwolves in this time period went 1-2, losing on Wednesday at home against Phoenix, 125-116. Winning on Friday at home against the Dallas Mavericks, 116.95. Losing on Sunday at Boston, 134-112. OKC in this time period went 2-1, being the Thunder, just to give full of what I mean by OKC. Uh, Winning on Wednesday at home against Orlando, 118-102. Losing on Saturday at Denver, 113-107. Winning on yesterday and winning yesterday at Portland 134 131 in overtime. 
The Rockets in this time period went 2-2, losing on Wednesday at Dallas, 110-91. Winning on Friday at Portland, 125-106. Winning on Saturday at Port... I think that's a... Give me one second. Something seems off here. That's definitely off. Where is that? Houston. So they did face them Friday. Oh, they did both days. Okay, that wasn't a typo. Just wanted to make sure. Um, Houston. Oh, I just lost track. Then they once again played Portland. Just give me a second here. And one at Portland, 115.98. And then losing on Monday, yesterday, at home against the Spurs, 125, 123-120. Mavericks in this time period went 2-1, winning on Wednesday at home against the Rockets, 110-91. Losing on Friday at the Minnesota Twins, Minnesota Timberwolves, not Twins, 116-95. Luke winning on Sunday at home against the Jazz, 114-100. Just give me a second before I continue. Okay, now we're good. Uh, here we go. Lakers in this time period went 0-2, losing on Wednesday at home against Philly, 126-121, and lo- losing on Sunday at New Orleans, 116-108. We're good. Uh, Spurs in this time period went 3-0, winning on Wednesday at Portland, 133-96, winning on Saturday at New Orleans, 107-103, and winning on Monday yesterday at Houston, 123-120. Portland in this time frame period went 0-4, losing on Wednesday at home against the Spurs, 133-96. Losing on Friday at home against Houston, 125-106. Losing on Saturday at home against Houston, again, 115-98. And losing yesterday at home against Oak, the Thunder, 134-131 in overtime. And last but not least for the West and all the teams for the weekly recap of games, the Pelicans went 2-1 in this time frame, winning on Thursday at home against the Bulls, 126-109, losing on Saturday at home against Spurs, 107-103, and winning winning on Sunday at home against Lakers, 116-108. And that's weekly recap for games from this past time period. Update on the standings in the East, well, for both, but starting with the East, the Miami is your one seed, 48 and 28, with on a one-game winning streak, having their division clinched, followed by the Sixers, who are 46 and 28, as a two seed on a one-game losing streak, followed by the three seed Milwaukee Bucks, 46 and 28, on a one-game losing streak, followed by the four seed, who's Boston, 47 29, on a one-game losing streak, followed by the Bulls, who are the fifth seed, 43 and 32, on a one-game losing streak, followed by Toronto, the last one that would not be in playing game if the playoffs were today, as a six seed, 43 and 32, on a three-game winning streak. The four teams are in the playing game. Seven seed Cavs, 42-33 on one game winning streak. 
Brooklyn, AC, 39-36 on one game losing streak. Charlotte, the 9 seed, 39-37 on one game losing streak. And Atlanta, the 10 seed, 38-37 on two game win streak. The two teams right now outside the playoffs that are not officially eliminated. The Knicks are your 11 seed, 34-42 on a four game winning streak. And the Wizards, who are your 12 seed, 32-42 on a two game win streak. And then the teams eliminated in the East, Indiana 25-51 on a four-game losing streak. Detroit 20-55 on a two-game losing streak. Orlando 20-56 on a three-game losing streak. For the West standings, Phoenix is the one seed, 61-14 on an eight-game winning streak. Having clinched the Western Conference, probably meaning they're basically going to pretty much sealing like top spot. Followed by the two seed being Memphis Grizzlies 53-23 on a five-game winning streak. Clinching a playoff spot. Golden State Warriors, your three seed, 48-28 on a three-game losing streak. Four seed being Dallas, 46-29 on a one-game win streak. Utah being the five seed, 45-30 on a four-game losing streak. And the last team that's not playing game is the play if the playoffs were today. Denver's the six seed, 45-31 on a two-game win streak. The seventh seed, the first playing team if the playoffs were today, the seventh seed being Minnesota, Timberwol- Minnesota Timberwolves, 43-33 on a one-game losing streak. AC being the Clippers 36-39 on a five-game win- losing streak. Pelicans being the ninth seed, 32-43 on a one-game win streak. And the Lakers, the 10th seed, 31-43 on a two-game losing streak. The three teams not eliminated officially in the West. Lakers being the last one that would be playing games playoffs for today. The three teams not officially eliminated in the Western Conference. 11th seed is the Spurs, 31-44 on a four-game win streak. Portland, the 12th seed, 27-48 on a four-game losing streak. Sacramento, the 13th seed, 27-49, a one-game losing streak, and the two teams eliminated officially in the West from the playoffs. OKC Thunder, who are 22-53 on a one-game winning streak. Houston, who's 20-56 on a one-game losing streak. And that is the weekly, and that is the standings update. The schedule for tonight in the NBA, Milwaukee at Philly at 7, Chicago at Washington at 7 as well, Detroit at Brooklyn at 7.30, Lakers at Mavericks at 7.30, and Utah at the Clippers at 10 p.m. That is the NBA Weekly Recap, and that is this week's episode of the podcast. This will be not be the last time I will be live this week, and hopefully you'll all join me later this week. Let's wrap this up. Thank you so much for coming back for this week's episode of Benny and the Boost Podcast. On next week's episode, we will have the final four and the, well, first we will have the, hopefully having the guest to preview the Cubs opening week of the series. But aside from that, we will have the, the final four and the championship game to recap. MLB news to wrap up as we get into opening day. More NFL news and NBA weekly recap as usual. And obviously, Thursday, we will have the MLB early release opening night stream, which will be a bit of a different look uh, set up on the stream just based on how it's viewed, how it's set up with the uh, console, because I'm streaming off the console. Don't forget to tune on, tune in for that stream. Thursday probably will start 1140, 11.45 p.m. Eastern time. Not sure how long it will go, but it will be a fun stream, and I cannot wait. Thank you for watching. Subscribe if you're new. Turn on the notification bell so you're notified when I go live or post a video. Thanks for watching. See you Thursday. Goodbye.